What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm living the dream. Well, welcome back to Nick and Gabe's Wrestling Podcast. I wanted to start out by saying that um, we had some unforeseen circumstances that prevented us from recording and uploading a podcast last night. So for this week only, fingers crossed, um, we're going to be recording and uploading today on Monday, but is not going to change the format of how we're doing it. It's just kind of a one-time thing. We had to shift our schedule around a little bit. <clears throat> so I got to say, it's been a little bit of a light week in terms of news, but the stuff that is there is pretty big. I want to start with something kind of kind of at a base level. Uh, the first 2021 WWE Hall of Fame inductee was announced, and it's going to be Molly Holly. She was a one-time WWF Hardcore Champion and a two-time Women's Champion. It was a little before my time, though. Yeah, she's old. <laughs> relative yes but uh yeah i uh i don't know what to say about her being the first inductee i it has kind of inspired me to watch some of her matches and and look up some of what she's done which i haven't had time to do yet but i want to what do you think about her being the first inductee over maybe more obvious picks like, a, say, a Kane or an Undertaker, uh, anybody else? I don't know, honestly. I think it's cool, you know, but I'm kind of glad Undertaker's not going to be inducted this year because I hope he doesn't get inducted. I mean, because I want to see him in front of like a full capacity crowd, you know, for his whole thing. Yeah, I, I get that. I it's I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong, but it seems like in the past with Hall of Fame inductees, they kind of come out guns blazing, and they have like their they usually have a couple of like very obvious, very big names from what's left, and they yeah. start with one and they end with one, and then the middle is kind of um, I don't want to say filler, but it kind of is filler compared to the other two names. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're going light on this. Um, Hall of Fame class or what? That's I, what I'm, yeah, I'm thinking that, you know. Me personally, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, every year we're putting four or five people in because, you know, eventually you're going to get to a point and I think we're starting to get to a point <laughs> to where a lot of people are getting in and it really pushes that line back on who really is in the hall of fame and should be in the hall of fame versus people that were good, but maybe not hall right. of fame caliber. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't see personally, I don't see Molly Holly as a hall of famer. In my opinion. I want I want to agree, but at the same time, I haven't like watched her 
her stuff all that much. Um, but I, I do think there is something to be said about how big the Hall of Fame is getting in terms of how many people are in it. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Too many people are getting inducted. And, you know, it brings the point that is it really that special to be inducted if, you know, everybody's getting in? See, and that's the thing. It You know, it, it really doesn't seem special anymore. You know, there's, I think if you did it maybe every five years or so and you had a class of maybe a, a few extra people, maybe like seven or eight people or seven or eight inductees, right. then maybe, but. You know, I think yes. we're going to get to a point to where it's like, well, who else? It, it'd be harder to find people that aren't in the Hall of Fame than it is to, you right. know, put quality, maybe quality isn't the right word for it, top tier wrestlers in there. Yeah. I I had a couple other names I couldn't remember. I can't remember, though, because I, I thought, well, what about Undertaker? What about Kane? Um, I don't know about Brothers of Destruction if they should go in. Uh, realistically, I think they will. But... I think they will, but I'm not sure that they necessarily deserve to just because right. they wasn't weren't that long enough. Yeah, they weren't like dominant as a tag team for long. You know, it was on if and off had the rivalry. To, then yeah, yeah, but. All right, let's uh, let's move on to something else that I know me and you have talked about a bit, and we have uh, pretty much the same opinion about it. But uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart became the second ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Yeah, that um, does. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were given the titles by uh, William Regal, but you know they obviously lost them to Shotzi and Ember Moon. <laughs> That just doesn't make sense. I like Ember Moon. I like Shotzi Blackheart. Of course. I think Dakota Kai is pretty good. I don't think she's been around long enough to like really establish that she's a really great wrestler. Neither is Shotzi Blackheart, really, but you know, still remains to be seen. I don't think you should have NXT women's tag team champions. No, there's there's not enough talent there. I played a little game with myself when I read this. I I was like, okay, I'm gonna give myself like 20 seconds to name like prominent NXT women's performers that I can think of. And I came up with a few I did come up with a few, but I'll run you through kind of the list. I got Tegan Knox, Chelsea Green, Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. Uh, and I believe that was all I thought of. Well, Rhea Ripley's not in NXT anymore. Oh, she is. Oh, no, she's coming up to Raw. That's right. Duh. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay, so so I'm hoping tonight. I'm hoping tonight. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It just, that whole thing. Why crown Dakota Kai and you know, Gonzalez, if you're just going to book it where, you know, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon wins later that night, why not just have a match between those two tag teams? I think that's, I think that's the, the very base layer of what's wrong here. Like, why, A, why would you just crown tag team champions? Like, screw it, here you go. 
second of the prominent people I just named, and obviously this is subject to change because there's, it's an ever revolving door of people in NXT with people coming in more so. Um, So there's always room to improve, but that's, that's about eight people and Io Shirai is the champion right now. So that takes one person hopefully off the list. Cause I don't like the whole, whole having the championship and the tag titles yeah, at the just... same time. They've done, they've already done it twice before, almost three times. And I just don't think it's a good idea. So no. minus the champion and whoever the champion is feuding with, that's three teams yeah, worth of people. Good. And that's even if they are compatible together as a team. The other issue I have with this is the women's tag titles. If you remember when they were brought in the big, one of the big things of it was that it was going to be defended between the three brands. Yeah. So are they not going to do that anymore? Probably not with, you know, NXT's women's tag team championship. I think that was a smart, smart idea for them is just to have, one, you know, one WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. They just, you know, they defend on every show. Right. And it, I think it opens another door, too, to, to maybe call up some of these women to the main roster in a not-so-obvious way. Right. The other thing I thought of, and it's, it's such a non-issue because it's once a year, but at the same time, it would be an issue if we ever came to that. Survivor Series. Yeah. Usually, you have champion versus champion, right? Mm-hmm. So, who goes over against the women's tag champions and the NXT women's tag team champions? Right. Because you're really fighting from at least how they structure it A tier team versus a B tier team. And there really has to be a special dynamic there for that to work either way. Yeah. I think this is setting themselves up for failure. I don't see these titles lasting very long. Or if they do, it's going to be kind of a participation trophy of sorts. Yeah, same people winning over and over again. Right. I just, I don't like having so many titles. Right. I really don't. I think the U.S. and Intercontinental are good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Universal and World Heavyweight are good. The Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships, I think, are good. Now, the the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships for the men, I'm not, I'm not too hot on it. Yeah, because I, right now there's not a lot of prevalent tag teams. No, and I keep forgetting who the tag team champions are. You know. <laughs> yep. For Raw, I don't even remember. SmackDown, I know it's Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler because I'm like, where did that come from? Where did that decision come from? That right. team? You know, I'm that's what I'm talking sure. about. It's it's a random thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I think Raw is – it's yeah, I know. It's Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Oh, yeah, that's the right. Business. business. Yeah. Yep. Running rampant. See, that I'm okay with because that's that's a whole power dynamic and it's it's being built really well. Right. I that that I'm good with. Uh, but when it, you know you're short on talent when the New Day is 10 time tag team champions. Right. <laughs> like I in the beginning, I like the New Day, but now, oh, my Lord, I can't stand them just oh. because it's the same thing 
it has been since the beginning and it is such a recycled thing at this point that it yeah i'm not a fan of it i, I kind really... of i kind of agree i still love kofi but i get what you're saying with the whole new day you know you see and, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion with some people but kofi mania to me was just uh i didn't like it what i didn't like kofi mania i really I didn't loved it. I, I don't know. It, he just doesn't feel right to me for that. There's something there that doesn't feel right. And I don't know what it is. Well, it's he's been a mid-carder you know, his whole career. And now he won the you know WWE Championship. Yeah, I... It's just like... It's, really like right, it's like right now they have, you know, Lashley as a champion. I like it. But it doesn't make much sense. Right. Well, Lashley's just kind of a charisma vacuum. He's just kind of, he's great in the ring. He's great at being like a savage now that they're kind of trying to build him up as kind of a rough guy. Yeah. But man, is he boring. Like on the microphone, he is just stale. Right. And like he, he legitimately, you don't even have to boil it down much. He legitimately gets in there and says, do what I want or I'm going to hurt you. And that's it. But he says it in different ways and very simplistic ways. Right. He doesn't and, say it, you know. And like, I've listened to him on podcasts and stuff. He's very, like, articulate with what he says. I don't get how that doesn't translate to promos and stuff. Right. Other than, you know, creative rights things for him would be the one thing around that, which I I don't get because it's so different from, like, any other promo that they give every anybody else. Yeah. They just don't. I like the fact that he's champion. I just don't like the fact that they didn't build it up enough, you know? It, yeah, it felt very weird. Right. Like something happened and they had to change things on the fly. Right. But we don't know what that is because there's no reports of anything happening. Or maybe right. this was the plan and it just feels this way. Yeah, because like they didn't build him up, you know, he's beating the Miz, you know, of course Bobby Lashley's gonna destroy the Miz. Right. I, I feel like they felt like this is the only way they can get the belt off of McIntyre. To put on the Lashley. Well yeah. And they they wrote themselves into a corner because they, they put Drew on such a pedestal, it's like, oh God. Like, what do we do? Do we just have a gauntlet match with all the 200 people we're not using and then someone wins at the end? Because that seems like the only believable thing after everything they've had him overcome. Right. You know, Goldberg, The Chamber, um, Lesnar. They made him almost unbeatable. I think that's always bad to have a wrestler who looks unbeatable, you know? With all this stuff going on, all I can say is it's going to be a very interesting WrestleMania. Very interesting WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Drew McIntyre because he's still in that feud, you know, with Sheamus. Yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I'll give them for WrestleMania. I have no idea what is going to happen. Like I, I keep going back and trying to guess, but there, there's no point because there's so yeah. many variables. It's like, well, I can draw ten different conclusions, and all of them have roughly the same plausibility. You know, so it's there's right. nothing you yeah. can do but sit and wait. And that's part of the fun. I I like that. 
because you sit through the year and you have these pay-per-views and it's it's like well this makes sense so this is more than likely going to happen and then it happens and you know you kind of bum yourself out because you were right and there's no shock value yeah which is on me for going that deep into it but i don't know it makes it boring sometimes okay let's move on to something from a couple of things that we don't exactly see the point of to something that i absolutely loved so I just got to say, Dynamite overall this past week was phenomenal. I almost did a whole podcast just on what happened. Um, you had um, Christian coming out and confronting Kenny Omega and picking up the title, which I don't know why. I just love that. I think Kenny and Christian can really have some magic in the ring. Is it too early for this push? I don't know. You think it's too early? Do you think it's just right for Christian to be going after it? I think it's too early. I think they need to have him have a couple matches. And, you know, I'd like to see him versus Darby Allen. That'd be a nice one. I think. I think it could be fun. The thing, the thing that pushes me to say that it's the right time is, you know, he's he's coming hot out the gate for the title if he were to have a few matches first, he would kind of, my fear would be he would kind of settle in that and just, you know, have some matches and maybe yeah. he wouldn't rise up to that championship level. I get that too. But I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad they're doing it. I was excited to see him come out and, and do his thing. Um, God, what else happened? The um, six-woman tag match was slated to be really good. I have some criticisms of it. Did you get to watch that with uh, Maki Ito and uh, Dr. Britt Baker? And I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank. They went against Sheeta and... Oh, I think it was Nyla Rose. And they went against Sheeta and... Oh, what's her name? What is her name? She just fought Sheeta for the title. Oh. Rio? Rio something? I I gotta look. I gotta look. Hang on. Because I do not remember who was on those tag matches. There was so much to go over with AEW and, and the great things that happened. I man, I really do not have enough time to go over the great stuff they did. Okay, it was Britt Baker, Maki Ito, and Nyla Rose taking on Sheeta, Rio, and Thunder Rosa. That's who it was. <clears throat> oh, okay. I was very excited for this match. Because across the board, just fantastic workers. But they had two uh, spots where they were using weapons. And the, the, the way they did it looked so bad. So Maki Ito had a microphone. And at one point, 
I believe it was Sheeta came up to like attack her because she was the last one to come out. Everybody was already fighting. And, you know, Maki Ito was just being Maki Ito on the, on the stage and singing her theme song even beyond when the music stopped. And then eventually Sheeta came out and tried to attack her. And Maki Ito went to hit her with the head of the microphone. But she stopped short so many times and it just did not look plausible at all it looked it looked very rough and then there was a spot with a crutch later on that looked um very very shoddy it looked like they they didn't know what to do with that spot but they they kind of wedged it in there so i think that was my only real criticism for the night uh, you had Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. That was a very sound match. You had a Scorpio Sky, a little more allusion to the heel turn there that he's been having. But I'm going to stop talking about all the rest of that stuff. Did you get a chance to see the uh, inner war, inner circle? I think they called it the War Council. No, I didn't see it. That was totally forgot. That was unbelievable. So I'm I'm gonna run you through it. Okay. We have the inner circle out. They're they're talking about everything that's transpired in the past couple of weeks. So uh I Chris Jericho was talking about maybe adding a member to inner circle, but then MJF was like, oh, maybe we should take somebody out of the inner circle. And that's when Sammy Guevara comes out and he pretty much brings up photo or video evidence of MJF talked to everyone but Chris Jericho and said, look, we're going to boot Jericho and I'm going to take over. So then MJF and the rest of the inner circle start moving towards Chris Jericho to attack him. And then Everybody but MJF moves to Chris Jericho's side, and then they try to attack MJF. So it was like a reverse turn. Then MJF is in the corner trying to, like, hold him off, talking, you know, doing the the heel thing. And then he says, I swear, I never wanted to take over the inner circle. And then his face turns, and he says, because I've been too busy making my own. And the lights go out. They come back on, and a bunch of people are attacking the inner circle. So MJF debuted this new faction, and it consists of MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, which we have not seen him in months. I'm glad he's back. FTR and Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard? Yeah, because he's with FTR. So I think he's going to be more of a managerial... Um component of the team i I sure hope so (laughs) me too i'm i won't lie he looked really good compared to what i thought he would when he when he took on uh jurassic express with ftr i think that was last week not this past week but the week before that i think he looked really good for 70 something but god this this segment was just great and yeah. they they attacked the inner circle. They had their moment up on the stage of where you could just kind of take in this new group. 
uh, he kissed his own ring, and then that was it. And that sounds good. It was just beautifully executed. Um, I read an article. I, I think it was Ringside News, but it it would not come up fully for me for whatever reason. And it looks like their new faction is going to be called the Pinnacle. Pinnacle. So I. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you, what do you think of this? What do you think of uh, one more faction in AEW? Because now we have Dark Order, Inner Circle, Pinnacle. Technically, Matt Hardy kind of is starting one. Kind yeah. of. Now that he has guys. Bad Bunny and Butcher Blade, um, Private Party. Bad Bunny. So what do you think, man? What's I don't know. More factions. More factions can be bad, but you never know. It all depends I, on how they actually Right. I'm not I'm not big on you know having as many factions as there are, but I will say I'm excited for uh the pinnacle taking on <laughs> because it really is the first um, instance that we have of like faction on faction warfare. You know they they yeah. it's different factions, but they've never really fought. You know, Dark Order's never taken on like Matt Hardy's group or Inner Circle to that effect. The Elite is kind of starting to become a faction of their own, but. You know, we we really haven't seen a a real faction versus faction rivalry on AEW, so I think this right. will be really good. Now I have a question. Go for it. What happened to Jake Hager? Or Jake Hager? You know what? He was there. He was there. Is he there? Like I don't I don't remember ever seeing him as like a wrestler though. Like, does he ever wrestle? Yeah, he uh, he had the match against Mox for the title. Uh, he had a match against Wardlow on Dynamite. And that might... I don't know. I just don't ever hear I don't know him. if that's the last match. He, he does not have as many matches as the rest. That is for whatever sense. reason. But, yeah, he was there. He was there. Because I remember... I, I was kind of like watching how he he was one of the first ones to to turn. So that's where my attention went when you know they were going for Chris Jericho and then they turned back to go to against MJF. So, I think Sammy Guevara is going to be back with Inner Circle now, given that, but remains to be seen. <laughs> I gotta say, if you go back and watch it, watch for. Um, Sean Spears sets up a chair between the bottom and the middle turnbuckle in the corner and they just they throw Sammy like through it and man that is a fantastic sell that looks brutal that was that was fantastic it almost reminded me of uh, NWO throwing Rey Mysterio at the side of that trailer back in the WCW day. 
<laughs> Threw him like a lawn dart, man. I, I, don't, I can't watch that anymore because it's just too much. <laughs> Former stereo. And that was... It, it was that caliber to where it was like, you watch it and you're like, man, that just looked like it hurt. It, it, was, it was so good. And I remember watching it and, and saying to myself, you know, the not to rag too much on this women's match, but because other than the weapon spots, they were, it was a pretty sound match. I was like, take note on that because that is, they committed to the cell. And in the women's match, they didn't commit to any, any selling of the, right. of the hits like at all. That's just been always a thing for but, women's, you know, wrestling is they don't, they're not as extreme, you know, as men in the sport. But... <clears throat> Like, yeah, it, it it was a good match. It was it was a good match, but those weapon spots really took me out of it because that's when I think of that match, that's what yeah. I think of because it was bad. You know, she very softly came down with the microphone, and she did it like three or four times, and then I don't remember what her move is called, but Britt Baker's finisher basically with the lower jaw, she was doing that on Thunder Rosa, and then I think it was Reba came in with the crutch and, like, put it against Mm -hmm. her face, but she couldn't get it at first, and she kind of seemed like she had to, like, on the spot figure out how to do it. So it it looked a little rough. That one wasn't too bad. I think that was just kind of a, you know, they didn't really know what to do with that spot. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it was sound. They started Dynamite with a really good match. Um, it was uh, Matt Jackson and oh, Ray Phoenix. And that was a, a really sound match. Cody was talking in the ring. And then uh, Penta was... He wasn't on commentary, but he was on like a... I think he was on Spanish commentary. Because it was a separate booth. And uh, they basically started going at it so that's going to be the next rivalry for Cody but yeah I mean Dynamite really really over overproduced for this week just in general I mean the only criticisms I have are are that women's match in those spots like that that's it you you missed a great one man (laughs) But I get it. I get it. You know, I sometimes you miss it. I miss every SmackDown because I have work yeah. Friday night, so I miss every. Well, you weren't missing much on Friday, to be honest. I mean, the biggest biggest thing that was yeah, but... done was the announcement of a Edge versus Jey Uso next week on SmackDown. Yeah, even that's kind of like, like is Edge even going to wrestle? That's, you know, <laughs> I don't even know if he's going to wrestle. They'll probably do something where they'll make it yeah, where he doesn't wrestle. You know, who knows? Yeah, like Roman will come out and attack him or something, and then it'll be did, an easy pin. Something. Did you watch uh, Raw last week? Did I? It was no, no, because I, I fell asleep oh, so early. It was amazing. I came back from class and I was like, oh, I'm gonna lay down for a minute. Next thing you know, I know, it's morning. I'm like, what? I just slept through the entire night. 
So yeah, I mean, Raw I was that was the best I think episode of Raw in a long time. They're building up the whole, you know, the fiend coming back, and I'm excited for that. See that I'm excited for. I'm excited for the fiend and what Randy and him are going to do. I think it's going to be possibly the highlight of WrestleMania. For yeah, me. they had that Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre match, which was amazing. Yeah, I'll have to it go back all and look at it. Back, so. I did see an article that I think it was on Bleacher Report on like, is Randy Orton going for the U.S. title next? And all I could think is he better right. not. R- Riddle <laughs> will mess him up. Riddle beat Orton. <laughs> I just, oh, I don't want Riddle to lose uh, yeah. the title. Riddle's good. I... He's my favorite on Raw right now. Oh, he he's going against uh, Mustafa Ali tonight. Yeah, we know who's yeah, going to win that one. one. Yep. I think so, at least. I don't think they're going to cut his it, range short. If they do, I'll be shocked. If they do to Ali, I'm done with Raw. <laughs> I don't think they will. I, I'm done. When they, when they move to Peacock, I'll just be done. I'm not doing it. If if Riddle loses to Ali, I'm done. Like that'll be the the straw that broke the camel's back. No, I don't think he's gonna wait. I don't think Mustafa's gonna it. I think eventually he will, but not yet. You know, I can see him I can see him winning at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be Ali. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be Ali, I, but that might be what they need yeah. to save retribution if you can even. Yeah, save I think it they need to put point. it on Mustafa. I think if anything they should do it at WrestleMania. But yeah, not from Riddle. They might have to. Imagine imagine getting on this career high where you finally win the US title and then you lose to Mustafa Ali. Matt Riddle, his his WWE like, career is aimed close to over. He's got Matt Riddle is fantastic, but how do you recover from it's that? It's the US championship. No one really you know, it's like it's Yeah, but you're losing to Ali. Yeah, but I feel like they're building up Ali. You can't really build him up with me. Ever ever since the, and I know I don't exactly agree with Edge winning the Rumble, but ever since he put out that like entitled tweet, taking shots at Edge for winning the Rumble, yeah, he just he lost credibility with me. Where he basically said, uh, you know, thanks for taking this opportunity from us, younger, hungrier guys. Yeah, but I feel like that wasn't really him talking. I think that was you know his gimmick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But at the same time, it just, thinking of it realistically, you know, Edge does so much better in ratings than Ali. You're right. You know, Ali, was Ali in the Rumble? Yeah, he was. So what, what did you want him to do? Did you want him to just be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're so much younger and hungrier than me. Let me just eliminate right, myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want him to just give up the, I'm sure, hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it is for going to Mania and winning the Rumble? And, you know, I'm sure he's going to win the championship. So the the bonus that comes with that, the accolades and fame that comes with that, do you want him to give that up to oh, no, Ali? No, no. Do you want him to beat Roman Reigns? Cause <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about that. That's a nasty thought. That's, that's something that happens Ugh. in, like, you know, the video games, you know? 
Yeah, it's some kid that doesn't Wrestling. know left from right making making him win a championship. Jeez. But I was thinking of Matt Riddle winning the championship. I honestly believe that if Keith Lee didn't get hurt, Keith Lee would have been the United States champion. Oh, easily. I think Keith easily. Lee getting injured is the reason why Matt Riddle won. I think that's the reason why. He well, won. yeah, no, of course he would have won eventually. I think Keith Lee would have yeah. won. Yeah, I think Keith Lee would have won the championship initially, but I think that would have led into Riddle and Keith Lee having a rivalry, and then maybe culminating at Mania or a little bit further down the line. Riddle would have won that. Yeah, or maybe he wouldn't have. I don't know, but you know, I think that would have been a good angle. I could I could easily see that being the way that they yeah. went through with it. All right, so talking about WWE, let's let's talk about Umberto Carrillo. Oh, so yeah. Umberto posted a picture of him in the gym on Instagram with the caption, "Growing this avatar while I'm here." Ooh. And he, it's it's worth noting his last televised match was the pre-show of Survivor that Series, ago? and yep. And between then and now, he's just been on uh, WWE main event. So I don't know what they're planning to do with him, if anything, or if he's just trying to make something out of the nothing that he's been getting. I don't know. I have to say, though, too, the way that they debuted him, I think, was horrible. I don't remember him debuting. Because he basically just showed up and no one knew, like, who he was. They're just like, oh, here's Humberto Carrillo. But they, they hyped him so, so high to a point to where he couldn't possibly perform to that level, no matter how good he was. He could not perform up to the level that they hyped him. And I think that killed any long-term credibility he had at the time. What, what do you think of him overall? From like what you've seen with uh, when he was with like Angel Garza and, and um, I haven't seen too much of him, but I know he's a high flyer. And you know, I like high flyers, but now that he got so, you know, big, like, I don't see him being a high flyer anymore. So I don't know what, what's going to happen. Or if he – yeah. Or if he is so a high flyer, it'll be more impressive because he's bigger and heavier. So it'll right. be harder to do that stuff. So I'm sure he's working around his new size and everything. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I don't know where – he would fit in main roster wise if he came back. I would like to think maybe a U.S. championship rivalry against Riddle would be nice because they're physique wise they're pretty well yeah. matched up, and I think that style of high flying and Riddle is more of a, a brawler would would mesh pretty well. Right. Other than that. I, I don't see him jump into the main oh, event oh, picture. Oh. Unless, you know, somehow they they turn him completely around. But I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. I think he's just trying to look bigger for that. 
maybe get a push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made that comment. You you tagged me in the picture, and I was like, I put the caption with the like asterisk. So I was like, "Sees Lashley yeah. win the title," and he's just lifting these heavy. I mean, that shows a lot, you know, about him. But, you know, he's willing to, you know, fight for what he wants and work. You know, work. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't mean to dog him or anything. I'm. I, I did. That's right. not what I meant by it. I just. I thought yeah. it was funny, but. I could definitely see him being like a mid card oh, yeah. champion, you know, an intercontinental or a, a U.S. champion. Yeah, I uh, I will be looking forward to that. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but sky's the limit, I guess. Okay, I do have one thing I want to talk about with you. That's okay with you. It, this is kind of old news. I mean, it was posted last year, but it was about Paul Heyman. And when he became the manager of Brock Lesnar in 2002, he was he was talking about, mm-hmm. which is, I think is crazy. He was supposed to be Vince has had booked it to where he would be the manager for Chris Benoit, and then Paul Heyman would see him like he he saw Brock Lesnar and he loved his work, and yeah, it's just crazy. You imagine that if. Brock Lesnar never had Paul Heyman. Uh-huh. Yes and no. I, I don't. I think it'd be another Goldberg situation because Goldberg doesn't talk much either. Well, but I Lesnar's a better well, worker than Goldberg. Yeah. Let, let's just get that out of the way. I'm in no way equating them, yeah. but I think it would have been the same kind of style where you know he just comes in and wrecks shop and he doesn't really need to talk or yeah, have somebody just... talk. I think Heyman definitely enhances him by, you know, being a right. hype man essentially. But well, you know, I think it would have been similar. I don't think his career would have been all that different. Been, but because he was also talking about how the producers, when Lesnar was about to make his like, you know, like his TV debut, producers were telling him that he should be a Russian mm-hmm. gimmick and just stand in the middle of the ring and let other wrestlers bump into him and stuff. And then Paul Heyman was the one that was telling him, "Don't let them do it to you. You'll be, you'll be gone in six months." So I think yep. Heyman is the reason why Lesnar, you know, made it so big. Call me crazy, but no selling moves doesn't exactly doesn't work. Didn't work with Strowman. I can't think of a single time it has worked. I I think some very very rare times it works. Yeah, that's right. Because it may. But I hate. I don't remember. I I can't think of a specific instance, but I've seen it a couple times where like somebody will come up with a chair and like give a chair shot to the back, and they just don't sell it. I don't care how big you are. You're, you get hit with a steel chair. It's going to do something. Yeah. At least like a oh what the hell like something. Yeah, like what they do the big show making him look so tough when he first debuted you know <laughs> yeah was, I don't know I I hate stuff that makes the business look it, fake yeah because then I mean, also yeah. I think it also affects the other person you know who's hitting the other guy because you know it makes him look weak at the same time oh absolutely see like even if in like in this case with the you know hitting somebody in the back with a chair usually yeah. it's a heel right 
So, like, at least react a little bit, but make it to where it, like, doesn't incapacitate you to where, like, the heel can take advantage because that's what they want. But you still, like, turn around and you're, like, you know, mad at them and they back off and they do the Mm -hmm. cowardly thing. It doesn't change anything except your reaction to the chair shot. But it's more credible. It makes more sense. I don't know. I... I think of random stuff like that. And some of the stuff I see today is just like, why did you do that? Here's another example. I saw, did you watch NXT no, this I... past week? Okay. I didn't watch it either. I saw the tail end of it because it went beyond the 10 o'clock mark. So we, I flipped, I flicked it on after dynamite. So basically it's Adam Cole, Finn Balor for the title. Finn Balor wins. Um, Basically because Kyle O'Reilly came out and distracted Adam Cole, whatever. They leave. Finn Balor's standing in the ring, and he's got his title on his shoulder. And then behind him is Karrion Gross. And Finn Balor has a microphone, and he says into the microphone, what took you so long? And then he turns, and he stares him down. I thought that was dumb. I thought that was very dumb. It was way too theatrical for wrestling. And Finn Balor is kind of this ruthless guy mm-hmm. right now where he's, he's not a heel, but he's right. not a good guy. You know what I would have done in that situation? I know someone's behind me. I have the title on my shoulder. I don't care who it is. I'm the champion. There's a target on my back. I take the championship. I very quickly turn around and whack him with the title. And then if you want to say something like, what took you, what took you yeah, so long or something, yeah, go for it. But God, it was just so theatrical and it didn't need to be. It was so dramatic versus, you know, what you would actually do in that situation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that wouldn't have been a good idea. Maybe he was doing it better. He's the multiple time champion. He's a, I'm sure future hall of famer somewhere for, not just his WWE work, but his work in general as Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, yeah. you know, all that. But I I just thought that was dumb <laughs> the way they did that. And I don't, I don't know that it was him or creative or what, but God, that just sucked. Or even if they wanted to go a different direction, have him still go for that sucker hit with the title but have carry and dodge it or something and then attack finn and like knock him one good time something to add some right, impact yeah. to that doesn't sound good <laughs> but i don't what do we know okay so <clears throat> we have kind of a irritating note to end on um I put Andrade slash Peyton for this. Peyton hasn't formally asked for a release, but Andrade has asked for his release, and there is an update. Uh, according to Wrestling News Source, Dave Meltzer had said that his requ- his request was denied because, quote, they're not into handing talent to AEW. So, and I want to preface this too by saying 
Peyton hasn't really asked for her release, but she was saying, you know, if you don't want to use my talent, then why don't you just release me? And I, I have a feeling Andrade is in the same position, but he's kind of, he's being more proactive about it right now. I don't get that. What do you, what do you think about them basically holding him, not really holding him hostage, but holding his talent hostage? I mean, I get he's under contract and, you know, they can, they decide if he's released or not, but if you're not going to use the guy, release him. You know, he wants to wrestle. He doesn't want to be, you know, in backstage doing nothing. Because I was reading reports that he was looking right. miserable backstage at all the tape. Oh, I can imagine. Because you, you go through all that travel and yeah. all that hassle and everything just to sit backstage and watch everybody else do stuff and have fun out there doing what right. they love to do. And no matter what you do, they don't have an angle for you. And Andrade is a very gifted wrestler. Oh, yeah. I think he's very technically sound. Uh, his his mic skills, there obviously is a language barrier there. I don't know that his promo work is all that good. But other than that, I mean, he's a very sound yeah. wrestler. I'm... And And that promo stuff can be worked around for sure. And what shocks me the most is that he's dating or he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. You know, why not put them yeah, in? I think it's a good thing that they don't in a way because unless they made mm-hmm. them heels because, you know, if, if that happened, then people would be on the internet complaining, you know, oh, well, you know, Charlotte always gets her way and blah 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 about having an angle with Andrade and maybe they could use that to fuel a fire but you know I don't know I just and and we talked about this before too when we were uh we were doing a conference call you know you could you could even work it into an angle they're engaged in real life but maybe have an angle where Andrade is asking Ric Flair for his blessing and Ric Flair says, Oh, you got to prove it to me, you know, in the ring, you know, take on this guy or this guy and kind of build that way in different matches and, and have him kind of overcome some of these odds and go back to some of those NXT days where he was a little more credible. Like he was NXT champion. Then they pick him up. Yeah. And he was champion for God, a long time. Bring bring back Andrade Cien Almas, not just Andrade. Right. Back in his glory days, which hopefully that isn't just his glory days because he's still kind of yeah. a young dude. Hopefully he has more of those ahead of him. But yeah, I I definitely sense his frustration in that. I share in it because I'm not I'm not a big guy on. You know everybody that they release WWE releases yeah. go to AEW, but you know I at the same time I could see him in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could see him doing stuff with like Pack and Death Triangle and Hell Kenny Omega even. You know because they both have not the same, but they have similar styles, and I feel like that chain wrestling would be just amazing. You know, I could see so many opportunities for him outside of WWE. But when I look at WWE, I don't see anything for him at the level right. that they're pushing him. 
so that's that's very frustrating. As far as Peyton Royce, uh, I don't I don't know what to say about her. To be honest with you, I don't really know her much. The iconics are fantastic. Were fantastic. Oh yeah, that's what she really cared for. A lot of a lot of people were were so annoyed with them and didn't like them. I thought they were great. I liked them. You know, since they've broken up, Billy Kay's kind of kept the the goofy persona, and it and it works. Mm-hmm. She has a charm. Peyton Royce really hasn't. I think she's kind of got lost in translation there. Uh, which I don't know how much of that is accredited to creative and how much is accredited to her personally, but I don't I don't know. I feel like there's not enough there for for me to say, you know what the better option would be not enough with her as a, as a singles competitor. I also, this had me thinking, I made a list I went through the roster and I, I made a list of my own way underappreciated talent in WWE. I have Ricochet, Alistair Black, Jackson Riker, Nikki Cross. That one may be a little bit biased. Ruby Riot, and then Umberto as well. With Ricochet, I just think what they did with Brock Lesnar and him was just not yeah, good. Sense. And even with Retribution was just crappy. Um, Alistair Black, I guess they just got yeah, bored like, with him. Why is he not on TV? Because he, he was hot when he came up. He was absolutely hot. People loved watching his matches, myself included. And then he just dropped off for no reason. The last thing I remember is him going against, kind of going against Seth Rollins inadvertently. And then beyond that, I have no memory of where he went. Uh, As far as Jackson Riker, he was gunner in impact. And I think he was very, very good, very, um, sound in the ring his microphone skills were good i i was reading up on him though he was in that that forgotten sons group back uh in nxt and he posted something i think it was on twitter where he was basically like uh pro trump it was a pro trump tweet and ever since then it's been kind of like on a downward with that group and then the group dissipated, and now he's with Elias and doing who knows what anymore. I I really don't care unless he he breaks out and you know brings back the Gunner style instead yeah. of this. You know, I hate. Sorry, uh, Nikki Nikki Cross. I think is a little biased for me because I'm I'm a Nikki Cross fan. But they had that thing with Alexa Bliss where she was trying to get to Alexa Bliss and and. Nothing happened yeah. with that. Do you remember that? A little bit, yeah. Not too much. Where she was like, snap out of it. And was like oh, trying yeah. to talk her out yeah. of like going with Bray. I think that could have been great. Like try to out-crazy it. Like Nikki Cross could bring back the craziness. Bray Wyatt's sadistic. Alexa is sadistic now. I think that's a perfect recipe for a great feud of just matches full of what the hell did I just right. watch in a good way 
and it not in a uh, every week WWE programming way of like, what did I just? What are they doing? Like, well, I hate to interrupt you, but I don't. I don't know if this is yeah. true. There's not a lot of sources on it, but the exposed turnbuckle, which is a page on Facebook, just posted like it was like less than an hour ago. They said that WrestleMania tickets are no longer scheduled to go on sale tomorrow. But hmm. I don't know if that's true. I I would have to look at that and see because they I'm haven't not sure announced it where they stand if they've sold any. We'll we'll keep an eye on that for sure because I'm sure there'll be updates through the week on if they're going to do a live audience this year or not. If there are already tickets that were sold, well, no, I, tickets I haven't been know. sold yet because they're supposed to start tomorrow. And there, this might okay. not be true. Okay. I'm just saying what I'm, you know what I'm seeing. I hope it's not true. Yeah, I, you know, where do you draw the line of of returning to normalcy, right? right? But but you look at the way I see it, you look at the Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl right. had a live audience, not obviously not full capacity, but they had a live audience. I think it's a healthy start to getting back right. to that. I you know, why not just adopt kind of the same policy that they did at the Super Bowl? Cuz you know, that that was a big concern. Mm-hmm. People were talking about, you know, there's going to be spikes in cases and stuff after the Super Bowl because, you know, they have a partially live audience. And, you know, looking at the data for that, that didn't hold. You know, there there wasn't a spike right. or anything. Um, yeah, I'm so, hoping they don't – I'm I, hoping that's not true because they need to start selling tickets now. You know, WrestleMania is not too far away. What, right. Less than a month. I'm, they might be getting some backlash from sponsors and stuff. Who knows? Right. Because you know, sponsors might say, "Okay, if you're going to have live audience, we're not going to." I just don't want to see. I don't want to see another WrestleMania so, audience. You know. Yeah, I'm. We've talked about it. I don't like the cinematic matches, and I feel like that just opens the door to do right. more of them. So I, I'm not a big fan. It, you know, I, I think we're at a point now that, you know, we should be. St- starting to get back into regular right. life I've, I've been reading up on like not to get into like politics or um the the pandemic or anything too deep but i've been looking at certain things to kind of scope out how long things are going to be as far as road to recovery and from what i'm seeing once you have the vaccine or the vaccines, if you get the two shot one after a month, a month after you get the shots, um, experts at like John Hopkins university and uh, places like that are saying you're, you're pretty much golden. So, you know, it just becomes a, a factor of, you know, when, when do you draw the line and, and say, you know, what, go ahead, which Florida is pretty um, laid back with restrictions and stuff anyway. So, you know, who's to say? I, I think it comes down to, you know, sponsors threatening to pull out of the event right. in the end of it. One thing I think... So who knows? Maybe they're right. getting pressured. 
But one good thing to end on, I think, is Asuka's actually returning tonight against Shayna Baszler. That should be a pretty solid match. Shayna Baszler is a good wrestler. I I really think she's a good wrestler. I think they chumped her out by putting her with Nia. Did you see that whole bit with Nia Jax? Like putting a. Oh, sorry. It's it's like putting a, a weight on Shayna's leg, and she's just got to right. shake it off, you know? Did you see the whole bit with Reginald, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler from SmackDown? Well, Nia Jax was with Reginald and Shayna Baszler, and she took Reginald out to shop and get whatever he wanted. It was just it was horrible, man. It was like, should I just turn this off now? Is this how bad it's going to get? <laughs> are, are they really paying that much? <laughs> right. To where that gives me hope, man. Well, they're trying that to push uh, Reginald as Nia Jax's girlfriend, I guess, because she was calling him Bay all the time. Oh, yeah, dear lord. Can we just move past this PG <laughs> era, please? Can we, please? I'll take PG 13. Right. I don't it's care. Better than PG. Just something. Just something that's not. That, that anybody above the age of five wouldn't cringe at anymore. Yeah, that was you know? so bad. Like, you know, anybody listening, I'm a smoker. So when I watch Raw or SmackDown, I usually don't smoke during that show. But when Nia Jax came on TV. But it just makes yeah. Smoke, like when, when Nia Jax came on TV, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I want to go outside for a cigarette real quick. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It, it's so weird, too, because there have been times that I'm watching, like, WWE, and then something cringe like that happens. And that's the one time when, like, my roommates or my friends are like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I show them, and it's like, oh, you watch this? Like, sometimes I wish <laughs> I didn't, man. But, God, I don't know. It's like that meme with the... uh you know, when you're watching a movie in the, uh, like an 80 minute movie and the 10 second sex scene comes on and that's the one moment, you know, people come in to talk to you. It's the, it, the same thing happens to me right. with wrestling, but with cringe stuff. Oh man, it, we, we live in a time where, you know, it was never cool to be a geek and now it's cool. You know, it was never cool to, um, you know, be into pop culture stuff too much, yeah. and now it is. So I'm I'm hoping wrestling is next for that big boom. I mean, wrestling is more accepted, but I'm hoping it's it's more of an acceptable I don't thing. Think it in will. The I think the Attitude Era is when it was more acceptable. WWE isn't helping it. WWE is not helping it. I think AEW is helping it. I think, yeah. I, I think so, man. Because we're getting back to some more. At, at least it's not like like you oh. can respect somebody for watching that. Like WWE, it's like I, I I stick around for the people that I like and and the things that I like. You know, the Tony Storms, the Baileys, the Randy Orton, Riddle. You know, people like that, but. You know, it's just, it's hard to watch sometimes yeah, anymore. 
But maybe maybe it'll turn around. Maybe we'll stick around long enough to where it turns I around. I personally like the product, but that's just me. I'm a, I'm a WWE mark, so. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's a little too theatrical and not enough wrestling. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes, yes. But that's just me. Well, Gabe, we're uh, we're a bit over the hour mark, and I think we've stepped on WWE right, enough for yeah. one night. So, plus plus yeah, Raw, you're making me miss missing Raw. Raw. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm pulling overtime today. I still have to eat. I still have to go to the gym. I have homework, and it's all today. But, all right, we are going to wrap this up here. Uh, like I said, we're going to get back to the normal schedule, the, yes, the Sunday hopefully. nights, Sunday evenings. Plan on it. I said I plan on it. Yes, What's that? We plan on it. This has been a crazy week yeah. for me. Yeah, we – so. Yeah, if we have any uh, – anything we have to change or anything as far as scheduling, you guys will be the first to know. So, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch yeah. you.